Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Simple Theology Podcast, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm Rick Gromlich. You are Rick Gromlich. And today we are diving into the topic of forgiveness, which I like to say. Yes. Forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. Tune in to hear Rob sing. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you. But yeah, we are talking about forgiveness, a listener request, and we're going to dive in, talk about it. We're also going to hear Rob um, finish out finish out the Friends. The Friends cast. The Evangelical <laughs> Friends cast, which I still did not prepare yeah. for. So tune in. You're going to like it a lot. Call me Big Papa. I said that like every third time. Um, not much, Rob. We're back. We're back. Two Episode, donuts in. Two no, yeah, two donuts each. In. Still in a coffee. Um, and I think more than anything, listeners want to hear you expand upon the friends. I didn't even think about it. Oh my gosh! I didn't even you, think about it. All the all the hours. Okay, the well, well, which ones would you put? No, hold on. So hold we've on. got Mark Devers, Tom Selleck. Which um, we have. I feel guilty about, but it's funny. We have Matt Chandler as Chandler. Chandler. Just because of the name, really, but also there's a little there's bit of personality, of, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you had um, Jonathan Lehman who, who, as as Ross, as Ross. <laughs> yeah, so a tight circle actually, here. That yeah, you're, you're actually you're, you're cutting out. Pretty funny. Um, who would be Joey? Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I have one in mind, but I I want to hear you say. Mm. I'm not good at these things. Kind of funny. Not terribly. Are we going for similar body styles too? Because so far we have. <laughs> Mark never doesn't have a mustache. Yeah. Although he should grow one. That and would Matt be Chandler's awesome. probably taller than Chandler Bing. Yeah. And Jonathan Lehman has a beard. Yeah, but we're not going for body styles. No, I mean body styles. Like I mean. Thinner. Okay, hold on. We're looking for for Joey. Joey's a. I mean, he's not heavy, but he's right. thicker, and he's not terribly tall. He's not thicker. Joey? Yeah, he's thin. Uh, you are thinking of a different person. Well, maybe not. Joey Tribbiani? Maybe not. I don't I don't know about him in his 50s, but... In Friends, he was, he was thicker. He was thicker than okay. Chandler. Okay. I didn't uh, say he was chubby. All right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I have someone in mind. I think it's a good one, but I am uh, interested to see who you say. I'm just thinking, like, how broad do we go with this? As, as broad as you want. Um... Yeah, I don't. I got nothing. You have nothing. I've gave you. I've given you like three people. That's the idea of my question. I ask the questions. You have to answer. That's it. why I jumped ahead here and asked yeah, you. Yeah, I well, I still asked you actually. <laughs> okay, so the one that I'm thinking of it's for the one Joey. I'm thinking of for Joey. Okay, you go first. No, I'll, I'll no, go with mine you later. got one. <laughs> um, Driscoll. I was gonna say Driscoll. You were not gonna but, say. No, Driscoll. I was, but he's like so far out there though, and he's, yeah, he's I mean, older. His, his theology's gotten a little weird. Well, I didn't um, mean like that. I just mean like hopefully it's he's gotten better decently out of like the limelight of evangelicalism that's true that's true or however i i can see that working yeah yeah okay i'm with you because he's he's a funny guy he's got a great sense of humor and joey's the funny guy on on friends yeah um he's too serious i just said he's funny 
No, but he's he's serious a lot. He, yeah, sure he is. He'll occasionally he yell at you and swear and in his sermons, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about this one. That's the only one I'm. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. The other ones have been good. Okay, keep going, Rob. What else you got? <laughs> Who do you have? Who's gonna play Rachel? I've Who's asked, gonna play Monica? I literally just asked you those questions. Yeah, I have answered four now. Okay, okay, okay. Rachel and Monica. Wait, there's a, th- a third girl, right? In the Phoebe. show. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Dang. Now <laughs> there's not as much to play with. <laughs> well, you had me take okay. all the other ones, well, so you, you had now got the tough okay. ones. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I don't know. Like, how many famous women are there? I mean, there's. You think think of a famous blonde in evangelicalism who has offended several complementarians, even though she claims Beth to be in Moore. the exactly. But okay. like, Beth Moore is not like. No, that doesn't make sense because Beth Moore is not like flighty, and she's not like all on the board. Well, and... this is your question. Yeah, to you. Yeah. For you to answer. And I've answered the majority of it, and now you get to answer partake. Answer the full question, I Rob. don't have any answers for these next ones. Okay, so... Like okay. Karen Swallow Pryor comes to mind, Jen Wilkin, maybe for Monica. Um, Why? But personality-wise, I'm not sure it would... It You're just would throwing fit. names out without, like, connecting them. Do, you, do yeah. you know anything about these people? I know Jen Wilkin is a brunette, I know Monica is, is a brunette, and I know Beth Moore <laughs> is a blonde, and Rachel's a blonde, <laughs> so is Phoebe, so... That's all we got, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob has now listed out the cast of Friends in the Modern Evangelical World. So, Rob, appreciate you doing that. So, uh, there's a lot of people who are going to hear everything you just said, and they're going to need to extend some forgiveness. They definitely, certainly are. uh, Please extend forgiveness. Lots of forgiveness. No, but we're going to do an episode uh, on forgiveness today. So, Forgiveness. Is that a song? I'm sure it is somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Sure. Um, just throw out a word and a tune. No, so the reason we're doing this episode, um, a faithful listener, first name Titus, wrote to me and said, hey, could you guys do an episode on forgiveness? So this one's for you, Titus. Thanks mm. for faithfully listening. Um, yeah, forgiveness, it's all through scripture. It's something that we have to, as Christians, um, it's like a basic element of our faith uh, without forgiveness. Like like we're lost and we're hopeless. And so it's also something that we have to be extending to people like every day, um, sometimes all day long. Like it's a regular thing, forgiveness. Rob, you look like you're getting ready to crack a joke. <laughs> you, said, you said every day and I, I was about to just throw in there while you're hustling. <laughs> every day I'm hustling. Every day Rob's forgiving. Um, I'm glad you didn't, because that would have been a rough one. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Continue on. Anyway. Yeah, so we're just going to talk for a few minutes about forgiveness. Um, forgiveness. Surprisingly, we have, not, <laughs> we have not done an episode. <laughs> Rob, Rob, when Rob's saying it, <laughs> it's always like the same, like, <laughs> he comes in at the same, like, point like the same face the same like body gestures the whole thing creature of habit yeah I, I i appreciate that but um so forgiveness this is something we do extend to people we should be extending regularly this is a, an element of our faith that we should be practicing daily i mean because we're messing up daily so uh and yeah other people are messing up daily <laughs> that we need to forgive <laughs> yeah exactly 
<laughs> Lots of that happening. Yeah, so um, again, this is a basic part of our faith, right? In the Lord's Prayer, we see in Matthew 6, where it says, look, forgive us our debt as we forgive those who are dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the old, is that the, to us. <laughs> We're off to a great start on this. So we forgive episode. our debtors, those who have trespassed against us, those who are <laughs> dead to us. <laughs> That's not what I said. Those sin sin leads to death. <laughs> they are dead to us. Uh, forgive those who are dead to me. Mm -hmm. um, no, those... so. You know, when you're like in a situation, you're like, all right, we're going to do the Lord's Prayer. And you're like, all right, are we doing debt? Or are we doing trespasses? Uh -huh. <laughs> Which way are we going with this? Yep. Anyway, uh, we see that in the Lord's Prayer. In Matthew six twenty three, it talks about the, um, for the wages of sin is death, mm -hmm. but the free gift of Jesus Christ is life, and there's forgiveness in that. Yeah. Uh, <clears> we're <throat> also going to break down some passages in Colossians. You want me to read about, that? Yeah, please okay. do. Colossians 3. Verses 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So there's a, a lot in that passage, but it starts like, listen, God's people, he's selected, he, he's dearly loved you, he's showed you compassion, so like, put on these things, yeah. take these these attributes, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, yeah. bearing with one another, and some of these things listed one another. Yeah, some of these things listed as, as fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, kindness, gentleness, patience. And so <clears throat> there's there's a a tie between being patient, being gentle, being kind, and these things that are listed in Colossians, and the ability to forgive. If you're forgiving somebody, if you're extending forgiveness to somebody, that is an act of showing them patience, recognizing, hey, you're not perfect. I get it. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. I forgive you. I understand that you will make mistakes, and I am not going to hold those against you. Well, and, and we can like read these things from Scripture. They're, they're difficult things to live out, and apart from Christ, like you can't show the fruits of the Spirit. You cannot yeah, yeah, yeah. truly forgive. But we know from this passage, like again, he's calling us to these things. To, uh, above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Mm -hmm. This isn't like faux, fake, like um, aesthetic love. This is genuine forgiveness. Yep. In Exodus 34, in verse 6, it says, The Lord passed in front of him, Proclaim the Lord, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abiding in faithful love and truth, maintaining faithful love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, forgiving sin, rebellion. But he will not leave the guilty unpunished, bringing the father's iniquity on the children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. Hmm. Is, is it abiding? Fast stuff or bounding? I don't know. Either way, um, really good stuff that bringing there because because it's one of the things that I think people would push it back against when it comes to forgiveness. And, and I don't I don't think they would do this. And I say they like myself included. I don't think we would do this um, consciously, mm -hmm. but I think there's in our in our 
subconscious thinking, if I extend forgiveness too quickly, mm-hmm. then they won't feel the weight of what they've done. And yeah. <clears throat> it, it will almost be like justice is not served. And the, the, the foundation for why we are able to forgive is because we, one, have been forgiven, but then also because we know that in the end, God will not let the guilty go free. Right. All of the things that have been wronged against us, they will be paid for, mm-hmm. whether it's by Jesus's atonement on the cross or whether it's by that individual paying for those things. We can trust that the Lord is going to ensure that there's perfect justice. We can leave, this is vengeance is of the Lord. Like it, the vengeance that we want, mm-hmm. let's let the Lord take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. So as you point out, Forgiveness starts with, with God forgiving us. Yeah. Right. So there's uh, this. Um, we we wanna we wanna you know, we wanna kind of be the person who decides who we're gonna forgive, how we're gonna hold things. But first things, uh, we've God has forgiven us. Okay? Mm-hmm. We didn't deserve it. We're unworthy. You know, we should be um, condemned for our sin. But God has forgiven us. So that's where. Any kind of like conversation or our thought of forgiveness has to come from is as we are guilty, under judgment, deserving penalty, but then God as believers, God has forgiven us, yeah. right? So then, working out of out of that situation, we then forgive others, amen, right? From from that to others, but if we don't clearly understand, man, look at what God has forgiven me of then it will be hard for us to forgive others. However, when you think, man, the Lord has forgiven me so much, how could I not forgive? How could I not gladly and freely, you know, forgive other people? Um, it's hard, though. So here's the so it's just like, as we think about, it's hard to actually understand that God has forgiven you. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we don't understand just the weight of our sin. So going back to, to Romans three twenty three, it says the the or six twenty three, the wages of sin is death. The wage of one sin, one violation, one thing that you're doing against the nature and the character and the law of God deserves death. Yeah. And so Christ died so that you could be forgiven. That's an an immense uh, amount of forgiveness that you've been shown. And I think about the um the parable of the two debtors right mm, yep. the one who was forgiven like a tremendous amount yeah. and then went out and didn't show forgiveness to the to the one who owed him a little bit mm-hmm. right and so in that is this picture that we have been been forgiven so much so then the question becomes why is it so hard for us to forgive yeah why do we like why do we genuinely struggle with forgiving people mhm yeah there's a there's a good article that we'll link to from desiring god that um, talks about how forgiveness is, in fact, a form of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And they have a section in there towards the end, um, and the header is weaponizing forgiveness, which yeah. seems like a strange thing. But I'm going to read this this passage here. It says, maybe the most effective way to wage spiritual warfare today would be for us to more quickly and freely forgive. Counselor Ed Welch writes this, Remember, one, the flesh has a sinful bent towards self-interest. It is committed to the question, what's in it for me? Two, 
Satan is a liar and divider. Notice that the most explicit biblical teaching on spiritual warfare, Ephesians 6, is found in the book that emphasizes unity. Satan's most prominent strategy is to fracture and divide. Mm. And three, the world tries to institutionalize these tendencies. Yeah. So the ability to be able to forgive quickly and freely is one of the primary ways that we can prevent the divider, mm. Satan, yeah. from dividing the people of God. As humans, just as people, we are slow to forgive when we've been wronged. When, when something, so for some people, like it could be minor things, like uh, <laughs> yeah, we joke about <laughs> people saying you're dead to me. Yeah, but like that's the way people can act, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they write you off, and there's no forgiveness. There's no opportunity. And we also live in a like culturally, we are um, in the last five years, like there's been a lot amazing work done with like. People being um, being able to come forward with the Me Too movement and say, "Hey, like, I've been harassed, or I've been abused, or I've been raped." All these people are able to, to share and come forward and share their experiences. Um, we see people fall from elevated positions, whether from churches or from um, celebrities. All these things, which, like, that's good. That if they've done those things, that they're not, we're still not holding them up. Yeah. But the question is, what does forgiveness? look like hmm. i mean think about the situation with tiger woods years ago right crazy situation and like culturally people just hated him and now he's back as a phenomenal golfer and people love him again like, he's been struggling recently but well yeah. but i mean like exactly people are rooting for him so like and, and, and that, we, do we forgive him like are we just are we just like just a matter of time and now we're, like what happened there so that leads to a very very important point in that with the Me Too movement, and it was there in other areas as well, but it was really elevated and made clear with the Me Too movement that if somebody had failed in this area, mm-hmm. then there was no category for forgiveness. It was it was you failed, and so you need to be condemned. Yeah, you're dead. And there, there is a good inclination toward exposing sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and calling out sin and allowing sin to be revealed so people can see it for what it is. If there was sexual abuse happening, mm-hmm. that needed needed to be revealed. Right. Yes and amen. Us as a, as a society, though, we often don't go the full distance of that, saying, yes, there's sin, now repent. Like, turn right. from that. We're, we're now asking you to make changes in your life, and then we want to encourage you and mm-hmm. to see you make those changes and to celebrate when you do make those changes. Right. These people who have been have been canceled mm-hmm. um, oftentimes have no, there, there's just no category for them to be able to come back. Yeah. yeah. And when you talk about Tiger Woods, we, we recognize that guy made a ton of mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cheated on his wife. Yeah. He had a time or two. Yeah, a time or several. <laughs> and um, I mean, to my knowledge, had a drug problem mm-hmm. and was was going through all kinds of stuff that, stuff that we would not endorse. Right. Yet, when he won the Masters last year, the year before, yeah. we, we were rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And God's plan is a plan for his people for redemption. Yeah. And we love stories of redemption because we are made in God's image. Yeah. And so we are a part of this greater story of redemption. If you are in Christ, then you will experience redemption. But all of God's, all, all of God's creation, his people, I want to 
yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. They're yeah. God's people. Um, the nation of Israel. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to say that all people created are God's people. I'm trying to say his, his creation. Mm-hmm. Um, people in general have this inclination toward rooting for redemption, yet it's by and large missing in our conversation mm-hmm. when we talk about things like the Me Too movement. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, like they, they shouldn't have been exposed. No, they definitely should be exposed. Absolutely. And, and in a sense, fall from whatever place they were, position they had. Yeah. But what does it look like to see them restored, to see them healed, yeah. to be, see them whole? Um, and, and that's an interesting thing because as people, we are always measuring ourselves against other people. Mm-hmm. This is why there can be people around you who you, you experience respect or you enjoy or whatever but you can be measuring yourself against them and you you want to be like just one like click above them like just a little bit better than they are yeah um you're fine with them being good people but you just don't want to be a little bit better than them so the idea that someone who is has fallen or who's unworthy or whatever or someone who has who has wronged you mm-hmm. the idea that they could be elevated like above you and whether it's the eyes of the people, uh, your community, whatever, like that's a difficult thing. Yeah. To, so we we want to champion restoration um, and wholeness, but then, well, they can't be restored like uh, in a position above me or restored like more than I am. Mm. There's still like that competitive um, identity uh, struggle that we have, you know. Yeah, and you you mentioned earlier the the parable of um, the forgiven servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to look that up, that's in Matthew 18, but we also see in James two, verse 13, for judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy, mercy triumphs over judgment. And so there's a very real danger that if you are not willing to show someone mercy, if you're not willing to forgive someone, then you yourself will not receive any mercy from God and you will not receive any forgiveness from God. Mm -hmm. And then we also see in Matthew five, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. There is a call on all people, but particularly the Christian, mm-hmm. to be merciful and to be forgiving because we have been, we have received mercy and yeah. we have received forgiveness. But there's even a call on those who are not Christians to be merciful mm-hmm. because whether you realize it or not, non-Christian, God has shown you mercy. The wages right. of sin, Romans 6, 23, mm-hmm. is death. Yeah. And yet you continue to breathe. Yeah. God continues to sustain you. He continues to provide for you. Mm-hmm. If you have a roof over your head, if you have food on your table, it's because God has mm-hmm. given you the ability to maybe work a job, to have those things, or to find, maybe you are still under your parents. He's given you parents that provide for you. Whatever it is, the reason you have those things, the reason you are not right now dead yeah. is because God has shown you mercy. He's merciful. So, okay, so let's say, you know, someone listening and they're, they're saying, hey, I hear what you're saying. I believe it's biblical. I understand forgiveness. I I know I need to forgive, but man, I'm just really struggling with forgiving someone. So there's a, there's a difference between someone who's like, yeah, I'm trying to forgive, and someone who's like, yeah, I'm not forgiving them. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are one is sin. Yeah. Right. To un, to not forgive is to be sinful. Yeah. Right. And there's just evidences like if you forgive someone, that means that you're no longer holding something against them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where this gets a little bit tricky is where, as you know, we're going through a series on the doctrines of the church. And we're going to talk about church discipline. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, how does you how do you perform church discipline while still forgiving someone? That's yep. a good thing. But just quickly address that. Similar to as a parent, 
I discipline my son because he has to learn, right? He has to understand. Yeah, you're correcting him. Correcting him, correction. Doesn't mean I don't forgive him, mm-hmm. but I just I don't let him then just trample all over me and just yeah. do, and, and do whatever he wants. He has to learn uh, the right behavior. And, and just to point out that, that that is rooted in your love for him because exactly. you want him to flourish. And if he continues with whatever that thing is that you're correcting him mm-hmm. on, long-term, it will lead to something other than his flourishing. Right. Similar how our Heavenly Father disciplines us because yeah. he loves us, but he has shown us forgiveness. So, understanding that, someone who's, who's okay, they're, they're not in the category of unforgiveness, which is sin, they're trying to forgive, but they're, just, they're struggling with it. Like, practically, how do we, again, how do we help them? How do we just encourage them? Yeah. Um, something that we said earlier is that we forgive because God has forgiven us. So, to to remember that you follow mm-hmm. Jesus, God mm-hmm. in the flesh, you follow the one who has shown the greatest forgiveness. And if you are following him, then he will lead you into forgiveness. So, remembering that, um, I think it's also helpful to remember that forgiveness is primarily about you. Yeah. And, and what what mm-hmm. we mean by that is that forgiveness is the call on your life yes. to you yeah. need to forgive. We are we are called right. to do things. One of the marks, one of the fruits of us being a follower of Jesus is that we begin to respond to the things in life the way that Jesus mm-hmm. did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's not Jesus, like, go ahead. It's it's not like, hey, if they do this part, then I'll forgive them. Yeah. Or if they, you know, pay back the money that they owe me, or if they say I'm sorry, then I'll forgive them. Yeah. Yeah, and and there is there is a a debate within evangelicalism and evangelicalism, <laughs> and we, um, I, I've seen, I've seen people that I I know and respect and love, who have said that the the call on the Christian is not to forgive unless the other person has first asked for forgiveness, and and I think to be charitable, they would say that the full the full effect of forgiveness can't take place mm-hmm. unless the other person asks mm-hmm. for forgiveness. I think both sides would agree that you need to be ready and willing to extend forgiveness yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, that doesn't, yeah. You've forgiven he, them in your heart. Yeah. And so when you, if you've done your half. Right. Um, and, and, and here's the thing that for sure does not mean that it's a flippant thing or an Correct. easy thing. Yeah. For, I mean, for goodness sakes, I, I could not sakes. imagine how difficult it would be to forgive someone who harmed my family. Oh yeah. My wife or my two daughters. Like I that is just painful to even think about. Mm. And then the the call to be to forgive. Yeah. That would not be an easy thing. And there may be people listening who have experienced something like that. And so hear us please when we say that this is not something that is necessarily going to be easy mm, at all yeah yeah but we also don't want to shy away from the call on the christian is to be a person marked by forgiveness we saw jesus on the cross the last person in the world who deserved to suffer for sin mm-hmm. he had no sin and they yeah. ridiculed him and beat him and then he called to the father and said forgive them because they don't know what they're doing yeah and so we are called to follow that mm-hmm. that person jesus and so we have to believe that if we've given, if we're given the call, the command to forgive, which we have been, we pointed through scripture, then we will also be given the, the tools. We will be given mm. um, the means by which we can forgive. So the power of Christ in us, 
will help us to forgive. Whereas yeah. apart from Christ, yeah, there's no way. There's no. There's no way to forgive some of those people apart from divine power. Yeah. And God has given us those things. I think it's more just helpful things are just don't stew over the issue of the wound, right? So Rob and I have, have grown up in the church. We've been around Christians. Like You know what it's like to be hurt by Christian people, to be hurt by churches, to be hurt by family members, to be hurt, to be wrong. And like it's easy just to stew over what has happened. And just kind of brew and just like let it kind of like fester up and it just be, you know, that's not a good thing. Yeah. You, you might need to process, you might need to vent, but man, if you're like coming to, to me for like the third time to vent about the same thing, like I'm glad I'm here for you, but we need to start talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Are you forgiving them? Are you, are you um, seeking to do that? So if you find yourself stewing a lot, that's a moment, an opportunity like, okay, Lord, help me to stop focusing and setting my mind on this, help me to, to forgive and to yeah. be like Christ. Yeah. Um, and then to pray for those, as, as you know, Matthew 5, 40, pray for those who have grieved you and who persecute you. This isn't like a trite little like plaque on that you put on, you know, over the stove in your kitchen. Like this is genuine um, direction from the, from the scriptures. Like pray for these people. Yeah. I have found in my own life in areas where people have wounded me or hurt me or I feel like I've been wronged and, and yet I'm called to forgive. Well, the best things I can do is to pray that the Lord would bless those people. Um, like now, if they're in sin and all that stuff, like that's a little bit of a different kind of prayer. But you're you're asking the Lord, like Lord, just just bless their ministry or bless what they're doing or, or help them to grow or help them to be prosperous. And what you're doing is you're 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 attacking back to that spiritual warfare of forgiveness. Like you're attacking any kind of thing in your heart that wants to see them fall, that wants to see them crumble. Because that's what happens. Like something, someone comes at you and like, man, I just want to see you like crumble, right? I want to see you. And so praying, Lord, that they would, if they don't know Christ, that they would know Christ. Um, they know Christ, that the Lord would, would bless them and encourage them. Um, and then finally, like, don't be manipulative. And this is the one where I think we see a lot. People who, who want to, again, they want to weaponize it in the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. like, well, I'll forgive you. You know, and then like a month later, they bring it back up. Like, well, you didn't forgive me. Like, yeah. you're, you're holding this against me still. Mm-hmm. Or they're trying to, you know, hold forgiveness or restitution over you. Like, well, if you do these things, then I'll forgive you. It's like, that's not forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness is never conditional. It's never conditional. Our forgiveness was not conditional. Jesus didn't say, well, if you you know, are good Christian folks for 10 years, then I'll truly save you. Or if mm-hmm. you give enough money, then, you know, the Catholic Church trying to teach that yeah. right? <laughs> didn't go so well, mm-hmm. right? It's not conditional. It's unconditional. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to add here? That's it. Okay. Guys, uh, appreciate you tuning in. And Titus, thank you for sending in uh, the request. Good topic that even listening to Rick, I'm like, man, I, there are areas I need to work on. So thank you guys for listening, guys and gals. Certainly don't want to be wow, sexist in this closing, for goodness sakes. Um, but guys, if you want to, and gals, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, if you want to check out what we're, what's going on, you can head over to simpletheology.org where you can find previous episodes. You can also find us on all the, the platforms, iTunes, Dude, I think... Spotify, Google, Amazon, just released one. We're on that too. What do you think? I think Karen Swallow Pryor is Phoebe. She might be, yeah. Uh, just, just aesthetically. No, I, yeah. Nothing else is telling me that. Yeah, kind of a an eclectic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, not sure if she <laughs> does. Has she a play guitar, guitar and, and, and plays Smelly Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a Smelly Cat. Um, 
where are we going here? SimpleTheology.org. You can check us out on um, Instagram at SimpleTheologyPod, Facebook.com slash SimpleTheology. Also, if you haven't already, one of the one of the ways that you guys can really help us out is by leaving us a review. Mm. Or that's on iTunes or Spotify. Um, reviews just help us show up in more results. <coughs> Got something in my throat. Um, so if you if you haven't already, please go ahead, head over there and give us an honest five-star review. Honest. If you don't feel like giving us a five-star review, then you can also help us by doing something else other than the reviewing process. You can go to audibletrial.com slash simple theology, where if you sign up, you will get a one month free of Audible and you'll get a free audiobook. And when your free trial ends, you will still be able to keep that uh, audiobook. So we're giving you a free audiobook if you just go to audibletrial.com slash simple theology. You can reach out to us via email if you have a topic that you want us to to address, kind of like Titus at simple or info at simpletheology.org. Email info at simpletheology.org, or you can shoot us a voicemail at 614-233-1098. There you go. Bada pal. All right. Peace. Peace.